lifers and welcome to season two of the 1010 podcast where we talk about all things life and the abundant life that we can have through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We're launching today with new episodes each week. So please take a minute to subscribe to the channel so you don't miss any of them. And I'm launching this season with one of my favorite guests. Well, not one of them, my favorite <laughs> guest. <laughs> Returning from last season, you'll remember him, my husband, Jay Smith. So thanks so much for tuning in to today's podcast. Let's go. Awesome. Again, welcome to season two of the 1010 podcast. I'm so glad that you have tuned in. Um, you know, this podcast is really based all around the scripture from John 10 verse 10, where it says the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus said, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. You know that Jesus wants us to have an abundant life, right? But he wants us to do things his way. So that's really what this podcast is all about. Just highlighting different stories of life and the way that God has moved and different people, you know, um, nobody's perfect. And so I love how every story that uh, we get to highlight is a story of God's grace and how, you know, he is so gracious and, and graceful to us. Um, and he's faithful to forgive us and cleanse us from unrighteousness when we confess our sins to him. So it's not about highlighting stories of perfection, but it's really about highlighting the grace of God. So I am super happy to have Jay with me on our first episode of season two. How does it feel? You know, it feels awesome. It's been a fun journey. Many of you already know my husband, Jay, but if you don't, he is the senior pastor at Cedar Park Church in Bothell, Washington. He loves to hunt, hike, and study the word of God. Not necessarily in that order. <laughs> we have been married 27 years, and he's the amazing father to our four daughters, as well as our son-in-law, and in a few short months, another son-in-law. So we're getting our boys Sounds good. on the other end of our life, but... um. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Exciting to be here. It's been fun um, as you launched the podcast last year mm -hmm. to just kind of watch and see how it grew and changed and different experiences. And I remember getting the joy to be able to be with you on your first episode of yeah. season one. Mm -hmm. And here, uh, when you asked if I'd want to be on first episode of season two, of course. <laughs> yes. And that first episode uh, was entitled, I Met My Husband... I met my wife in the church nursery. That's me. Speaking yeah. of me. You, yes, because it was talking about you. Whoop. Um, so we took a few, a couple months off just uh, as the Lord was directing. And, you know, it's been the holiday season. So it's been good just focusing on ministry at the church um, where I serve as a pastor with you. And that was good. And just waiting on the Lord's um, leading and directing in this new season. Um, just asking him about the stories that he wants us to share here on this podcast because it's his podcast and how he wants to move and you know, following the Lord's direction and leading is always an adventure. And uh, I want to continue to stay open with every day of my life. You know, it's easy to, I'm a planner and a doer and I love to schedule things and kind of know like this is what we're doing. And I think I'll always be that way. <laughs> That's a part of me which I think is good, but also, um, I don't want to schedule and plan my life so much that first of all, I don't include God in the planning, yeah. um, or that I'm not open to, you know, the interruptions that he brings and just his plan. And, uh, lately we've been talking a lot about how the interruptions in our life are really 
like God's yeah. <laughs> way of like, Hey, this is something for you to do. And, um, it's caused me to think about even some of the ways I've prioritized my days and, and how, uh, maybe there's some interruptions that I didn't make time for and room for, but I just want to definitely in this new year and this new season, um, be mindful of the interruptions, mm-hmm. especially if they're inconvenient. Yeah. Especially if they're people, especially if they're people, right? I mean, yeah. I think just some of the things we've even talked about in the last, over the last 12 months, uh, being more aware mm-hmm. of that openness to interruption and just some of the awesome people that God's brought into our lives Yeah, that, um, you know, when you're, you think you're just doing one thing and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you know, there's somebody in front of you and they, you know, they want to talk and yeah. you're saying, well, I'm kind of busy, but then you really kind of sense that, that whisper, that, um, that prompting really, yeah. I think it's the Holy spirit that's just telling you, this is an important moment. Yeah. There's some abundant life mm-hmm. to be, uh, unfolded or uncovered or mined mm-hmm. uh, in this situation. And it's been fun to see, I think really that these are people these are, these are friends. Yeah. These are people whose names um, God wants to write in the book of life. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's cool to see that. And I love that. And I've seen that, you know, in our, in our marriage, in our family, in our relationship, mm-hmm. and certainly in you, because between the two of us, we're a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to a little bit more free flowing and just kind of go with the flow. And I know you love your <laughs> lists and you love to check things off those lists. And mm-hmm. if you did things that weren't on your list, I know you mm-hmm. sometimes might write them on your list so you can just check them off. Yeah. But, uh, and I don't understand that. Uh, but oh yeah, half of my day is spent. <laughs> oh, I did that. Add that. <laughs> Delete it. So really, what I'm saying is, um, in the last year, it's been exciting to see you become more like me. <laughs> I just waited for a laugh. Thank just you. kidding. I'm just kidding. We're we're both growing together, and it's a fun adventure. Well, I am. I have become more like you in a lot of ways, <laughs> and I'm sure vice versa. Exactly. You know, that's part of living in. You know, for 27 years, when you're married to somebody, you yeah, you kind of. Yeah, we do finish each other's sentences a lot. <laughs> we finish each other's sandwiches. Okay, all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, we were. Um, we had a guest with our staff last week, um, Zach Cash, but he was talking about Jesus' life, um, and how much of the story of the Gospels is just interruptions. Mm-hmm. As Jesus was on his way to this place or right. on his way to that place to do something that. God brought, um, you know, a person, yeah, um, a miracle often, you know, just like even the, the woman who was healed of the issue of blood, like, mm-hmm. you know, where was Jesus going when he intercepted her? Yeah. He was going to raise Jairus's uh, daughter from the dead. Wow. Right. Another miracle. I know you think about it. Mm-hmm. And I, I've often wondered for Jesus, it was, as you read the story in the gospel, it, it appears that he is surprised or that mm-hmm. he is somehow, um, you know, kind of shaken a little bit by it, taken back. But, you know, he was uh, totally open to that place of interruption. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he may have had his thoughts for the day, but mm-hmm. was Jesus like, hey, hang on, I, I'm busy. And did he need to check that in mm-hmm. himself, that place of ambition or accomplishment? Mm-hmm. Obviously, Jesus only listened Perfect. to the father and the father gave him what he needed when he needed it. And that's a good model for us. Yeah, that's good. Well, we would love, and I would love to hear from you lifers, the 1010 podcast listeners, um, as we were looking back over season one and, and thinking ahead of season two, um, I'd love to hear, um, from you, what was your favorite episode and why, what are topics that you would like to hear more about in season two? So just looking back at season one, 
some of the podcasts we did, obviously we did uh, our story mm-hmm. of growing up together in Nobody church. wants to hear any more of that. <laughs> <laughs> if you do, if you haven't heard it, it's great. So listen to episode one. Yeah, just go back and listen to that one then. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just a lot of friends, like personal testimonies. Mm-hmm. Um, we had uh, a round table about um, adoption with Olive Crest and also with Abundant Life and Love Life Ministries. Mm-hmm. That was a fun one. Um, I thought one of the ones that uh, people really connected with was the one where you just sat with your own thoughts and uh, the solo mm-hmm. podcast that you did. I think people, yeah. if you'd like to see more of those, uh, just Sandy, you know, kind of from her heart. I think those were good ones. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, what else did we do last season? Um, you did the dating and yes. relationship and that was really conversation. And of course, I think I talked about this at my solo podcast, but I loved having Amir Sarfati on the yeah. podcast. That was a lot of fun. And and many listeners told me all the things that I did wrong about podcasting, <laughs> which was very annoying and humbling, but uh, you know. I just deleted that. It was fine. It's just people's opinions <laughs> and it's great. <laughs> uh, that's so fantastic. Yeah. But what a, what a unique opportunity to have. Uh, Amir yeah. mm-hmm. as a part of your podcast. And yes. I think really uh, there's probably quite a few people who through that uh, discovered the 1010 totally. podcast. And so yes. what a great thing. Um, probably a good reminder to keep praying for Amir yeah. and his family and moreover uh, for the Jewish people, for uh, Israel, mm-hmm. for the peace of Jerusalem and the salvation of the Jewish people. Yeah. It's through that that the world uh, experiences the blessing. Salvation is first to the Jew, then the Gentile. That's right. That's what the scripture tells us. And so it's important for us to remember that mm-hmm. route. But Amir's podcast was noteworthy. Yeah, that's so good. Thanks for saying that. Yeah, there are still, you know, families who their kids and their loved ones have not come home hmm. yet. And they don't know where they are. Yeah. They don't know if they're dead or alive or if they're, you know, still um, being abducted or... They just don't know. And so what a terrible, yeah. what a terrible place, you know, to live and to be in. But I think it's good, a good reminder to pray for them mm-hmm. and to advocate for them and to speak for life, you know, speak up for life and to not allow um, the haters to silence you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's definitely a lot of those out there. People who just don't understand, you know, or they're, they don't, you know, they're maybe pro-Palestinian, you know, and so they... If you say, let's pray for Israel, they feel like, but what about the Palestinians, you know? And I think it's, it's not about any of that. I think anytime there's people that are hurting, um, that have been, uh, where there's been terrorism, like those are the people we need to pray for Mm -hmm. regardless of which side they're on. Um, but specifically, you know, praying, like you said, praying first for God's people, like like God said that through Abraham, all my people will be blessed. Right. But we don't stop there. And I think that's, that's the thing that, that a lot of people don't, um, they don't let their heart understand mm. is that if you pray for the Jewish people, um, does that mean you hate Palestinians? Does that mean you hate Arabs? Does it mean, no, when you pray for the Jewish people, you understand that it is through the blessing mm-hmm. and the salvation of the Jewish people that God brings blessing yeah. and salvation uh, to the world. And so we continue on, right? you know, and I think it's interesting. There's a correlation between life and that prayer because there's a criticism to a lot of uh, pro-life people that, um, you know, you're just pro-life and mm-hmm. that's all you care about when it comes to politics. You just care, you know, but I think it's, you have to start somewhere. You have mm-hmm. to start somewhere. And I think for, 
for us, people who take the word of God seriously and human life and the dignity of it seriously, when it comes to even things like politics, where do we start? Let's start at the very beginning. So mm -hmm. we're going to look at a candidate that yeah. supports that view of life. That doesn't mean that's the only thing we care about. It's just where we start. Yeah. From there, of course, we have biblically informed opinions about immigration, biblically mm -hmm. informed opinions about economics, biblically informed opinions about human sexuality. Uh, but really, where do you start? Because yeah. it can be really overwhelming. And when it comes to praying for people in conflict, where do you start? But yeah. just don't stop there. Keep mm -hmm. moving through because God has blessing uh, for all. But when it comes to politics, where do you start? Mm -hmm. We choose to start at life. And uh, if there's not agreement on the issue of life, it's yeah. kind of a non-starter. Mm -hmm. So right. yeah, d just because you start somewhere, though, doesn't mean that's the, the finish line. That's right. Yeah. That's good. Um, so that was some of the topics of season one. Uh, and then season two, we have episodes already in the works. And we're going to be talking about things like infertility, mm and IVF treatment, which is obviously lots of talk about that in the Christian community. So we have one of my friends going to come and share her story a little bit. Um, and then we have some stories about people that have walked through sexual abuse as a child. Mm. It's amazing how common that is. Mm -hmm. So many people have that story as their testimony. And, and it's, I think it's powerful for people to hear how people have navigated that and yeah. come out on the other side, you know, uh, walking with the Lord whole, because it's possible. Obviously, you can go through trauma and you can go through pain and and even sinful situations um, and be whole. Like God can redeem any situation. So we're going to hear about that. Hearing about stories of miracle babies, of course. We're going to talk about all the good stuff and just whatever else God has in mind for this next season. But I would love to just get your input. And so please, in the comments, you can also email me at life at cedarpark.org. You can send me an email. And let me know all the things that you love about the podcast and maybe things you'd love to hear. And maybe the things that you're doing wrong. If you, yeah, if you have I mean, those emails, you can send that to mm. don't send me an email at whocares.com. Oh, that's so good. Is that right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> maybe edit that out. I don't know. We'll see. No, no, no. That's a good one. I love it. Also, like the comment bucket and it's just like a big garbage can. Leave <laughs> yeah. your comments here. Yeah, no, <laughs> just kidding. We, um, we care about every comment. We don't. <laughs> we, we really don't. <laughs> but do should we? Who knows? So. We'll see. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> also, I don't know if you guys noticed that Jay and I are sort oh. of um, matching. I have this beautiful green t-shirt. Jay has this beautiful gray t-shirt okay. that we got in the mail this morning. That's right. Which is why we wore them for this special first episode of the podcast. These are from my friends at Love Life. Yes. They um, they sent these to us. Yours say? Mine says, children are a blessing mm -hmm. from Psalm 127. Yeah. And mine says, I'm a new creation. And there's this beautiful like artwork on the back, which yeah. they won't get to see. But um, yeah, thanks, Love Life. Very cool. Lovelife.org. Yeah. Uh, you can pick up your own swag there and uh, sport your pro-life worldview and mm -hmm. support of it. Yeah. Uh, and it's a positive message. I am a new true. creation. Like all of us are new creations when we accept Christ. Right. <laughs> yeah. I walked, I walked downstairs <laughs> wearing this shirt this morning and my, <laughs> yeah. my daughter, Jaslyn, who uh, is in her twenties. Uh, she says, Oh, that's a great shirt, dad. I love that. She's like, and it's so true. <laughs> she says, I am a blessing. <laughs> and I said, um, hang on. 
your blessing has expired. You're no longer a child. You're an adult. So, which is <laughs> which so kidding, rude. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you but know. if you remember our roundtable discussion that we talked about, um, we had Jared Burns yeah. and his wife Beth. Um, she's from Abundant Life, but he uh, is connected with the Love Life Ministry, and it was really awesome because this last fall yeah. I got to attend their boot camp. Um, in South Florida, which is um, for people who are interested in, in being a part of Love Life, we're learning all about um, how to do, especially like sidewalk ministry in front mm -hmm. of abortion clinics. And um, that was so powerful. Like we did tutorials, like we actually walked with them. They walked us through, you know, how they uh, not just pray, because I've prayed at the sidewalks of abortion clinics before, mm -hmm. you know, and held signs that like, uh, we're praying for you or you can choose life or, yeah. you know, how to, um, that you don't have to have an abortion, but, uh, I've never like really engaged with people, uh, in front of abortion clinics that are going in to have abortions. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's intimidating. I think anybody in their right mind would be like, that's intimidating, right? but it doesn't mean that we shouldn't do it. And to see these men and women who were so um, gracious and mm. loved God so much and truly cared about these people, the way that they encountered um, these men and women, you know, these moms and dads who were driving into an abortion clinic mm. uh, to have an abortion, to say to them, you don't have to do this. Yeah. You don't have to kill your baby today. Like you can choose life and not just saying that, but also providing resources. Um, there's a, you know, a care net down the street, or we have a, a facility where they can help you like care for your baby. Mm -hmm. Even if you want to put your baby up for adoption, which is a hard choice is, right. you know, is a good option. And so they, they literally had have conversations with women and men as they're driving in and rescue babies. Hmm. Like babies were saved. Like my friend showed me a picture of a baby that she was holding in her hands of a woman that she encountered yeah. at outside of an abortion clinic where she was praying and advocating. And this lady was driving up and she got to talk to her. Hmm. And then not only they're just saying, don't have an abortion, but they're saying, I want to help you. Right. Providing resources. Yeah, and I think one of the things that you had mentioned, even just coming back from that, and I know that Love Life as an organization is really passionate. Not, it's not activism, and it's not, right. it's not politics, but really what it is. Say that again. It's evangelism. Yeah, evangelism. Yeah. I mean, you're bringing good news to people who are and in places are are just scared out of their they mind. Don't they're, know what the options afraid. are. And we all know what it feels like to be afraid and to not know options. Yeah. And uh, when somebody comes with confidence, with yeah. hope, with grace. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal. That's mm -hmm. kind of like Jesus, right? Yeah. And I love that. I think a lot of people misunderstand or uh, kind of miscategorize yeah. pro-life passionate people. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the thing is, as Christians, aren't all of us passionate about evangelism? Aren't all of us called to be Should passionate be. about sharing good news with yeah. people? It's just an extension of that. Yeah. It's just an expression yeah. of that. And so we don't need, uh, the, you know, the kind of the other side of the, the table tells us that, that that's, um, you know, we too should pushy be yeah, or... too pushy. We shouldn't be doing that. We're, we're hurting people yeah. or we're, you know, confusing no. them. You know what? If bringing good news yeah. confuses, confuses the fear mm -hmm. out of somebody so they can think soberly, that's what we want to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. And they also, so they, train you how to, how to have these conversations with people that are driving in. Cause it's, it is sensitive. Yeah. Um, and also they reach out to the abortion clinic workers. Right. So that, you know, I'm not even gonna call them doctors or nurses, but just these people who, you know, perform the abortions. 
Um, because a lot of times they, they don't want to be doing this. Right. They're like, is there something else? Is there, you know, maybe they went into, you know, medical field thinking they would help people and somehow, you know, they find themselves at an abortion clinic and they realize this is not what I want to do. And so they, they reach out to these men and women as well. Mm. And they tell them, Hey, we can help you get another job. And so they do, they yeah. like put them in contact with resources so they can get another job. Yeah, that's a big deal. And they've rescued even many of these workers yeah. from these clinics. Yeah, because I mean, when people feel stuck uh, in their choices in their life, yeah, you know, we want to help people out. Yeah. And so, you know, but you love life as an organization is more than, uh, I mean, I think that the, that's the heart and soul is yeah. that advocacy mm-hmm. and that place of evangelism and, mm-hmm. and the place Prayer. of need, but it also... Yeah. Uh, seeks to reach out to churches to create yep. a network of support. Uh, you want to talk a little bit more about kind of yeah. what, how Love Life equips churches? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk about that. Um, they they have a ministry called House of Refuge, mm-hmm. which is a way for churches to empower their congregation to minister to, to support women. So um, it's really pretty simple. Um, essentially, there's um, on lovelife.org, you can look up house, you can search house of refuge and there's a house of refuge statement mm-hmm. that it's written out and um, it's really good. It's not just like here, read the statement, but it's really empowers your church to know how are we going to respond um, if a young woman as who's either a part of our church or not comes to our church pregnant, you know, unmarried. So it's an un, unplanned, unexpected pregnancy in a time of crisis. How are we as a church going to respond to them? I think historically, yeah. you know, we've heard, all heard stories where girls and families were not treated well who had mm-hmm. unexpected or unplanned pregnancies. I mean, that wasn't our story. Right. But, but many people um, have that experience. But I think it's because they didn't know how to respond. Right. So this really equips and empowers churches to say it's, listen, being pregnant is not a sin. That's right. Right. It might've been sin that brought you to that place. Or maybe not, but yeah. Or maybe not. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the point is that if, if there's life growing in your room, like God is all about that. Yeah. I have a shirt that has a message about that. Children oh, yeah. are a blessing. That's right. Not say just that planned again. children, <laughs> not just, you know, people who are ready for children, but children right. are a blessing. They're the, the hope and future and they are image bearers of God. Uh, it was about two years ago that our church uh, mm-hmm. adopted this model of becoming a place where we officially say, we want to be a love life house of refuge. And um, it's part of that is reminding our congregation at regular intervals throughout the year, reading the statement of what it means to be a house of refuge, uh, what we want our church to know, uh, what we want women mm-hmm. uh, and people who find themselves in that place to know, you know, that the church is not going to be a house of judgment or a house of shame or a house of persecution for people who have made uh, decisions that make them feel alienated, but we're going to be a place of love and of care and of refuge. And again, I, I found it to be really helpful for us just thinking about things every, you know, certain times throughout the year really helps organize ministry, right? you know, even throughout the year. And, and we've seen people in our church as we've adopted that house of refuge. I mean, our church has always been a very pro-life and a life supporting place, mm-hmm. but it's really catalyzed yeah. people to, um, kind of take that into creative places mm-hmm. like, Hey, we want to reach out to single moms in this mm-hmm. way. Hey, we want to be a part of, of this ministry, or maybe we should be, it's awesome to see yeah. because it, you know, as pastors and leaders, the Bible tells us in Ephesians four, that our role is to equip the body of Christ mm-hmm. to do the works of ministry. Mm-hmm. 
And when we equip the body of Christ with the message of life that Jesus said he came to bring, John 10, 10, uh, we're we're inspiring and equipping and empowering people Mm -hmm. to carry that out of their own passion. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's not just, hey, watch the pastors do ministry. It's pastors equipping people with biblical teaching Mm -hmm. and with authority to carry out gospel work, it's exciting to see. Yeah. And so uh, we're, we're passionate about seeing other churches uh, adopt the mm-hmm. same uh, vision. And it's not a Cedar Park thing. Uh, it right. is a kingdom of God thing. Uh, Love right. Life doesn't have an ambition to build their own name, right. but to really empower churches uh, to make this biblical stance. Um, so we're moving in, in different ways. And there's some exciting things about churches becoming mm-hmm. House of Refuge. I think in uh, our area... There's a lot of churches that are interested and are mm-hmm. kind of in that pipeline. Yeah. And we want to uh, help be a part of that. It's hard to say enough good things about what it's done in our church, hmm. becoming a house of refuge. Um, just the way that even it allows our church to understand uh, that it's not a message of condemnation for um, girls or you know families that are in situations like that. Or even if you've chosen abortion in the past, hmm. you know, that there's right. healing from that and and so there's just, it's literally like no condemnation, right? but it's just an awareness that, Hey, uh, we're all sinners. We live in a fallen world and stuff happens. Mm-hmm. And what are we going to do about it as the church? Um, I think that my, I guess just this idea that if every church in Washington state mm-hmm. became a house of refuge, yeah, what do you think that would do to, you know, the abortion industry in our state? Mm-hmm. If every girl knew that she had a choice, you know, that there was a church that would rally around her, Mm -hmm. that would throw her a baby shower, that would help her, you know, raise her baby, yeah, provide, you know, if she wants, again, like adopt the baby out to help her. I just think um, it just gets me really excited to think about this is real life change because, you know, politicians aren't going to fix this. That's right. The abortion issue, uh, we really believe that the church, because, you know, we believe mm-hmm. in Jesus Christ is going to fix this, this situation. And we know, you know, we, in our church, we've been talking through the book of Genesis and Jesus or God's command to humanity was to be fruitful and multiply. Mm-hmm. And so we know that God loves children. He loves right. families. He wants us to multiply and fill the earth. And, um, and so any message that's contrary to that is, not God's message, you know, is the message of Satan, which is, you know, we need to. Yeah. Limit the population. I mean, God gave the express blessing, (laughs) Mm -hmm. not only to Adam. And then when the world got out of control and there, you know, the flood wiped out, uh, when Noah and his family started again, God gave the same promise to him, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth with people. Yeah. And, um, I think that that is a part of God's, it's his blessing to humankind. And it's funny how, what God is called a blessing, uh, is robbed from us Mm -hmm. because the enemy comes to do what? To steal and kill and destroy. Yeah. And Jesus came to bring life and life abundant. And we rightly understand Jesus to be talking about salvation, Mm -hmm. but know this, that every person who ever experiences salvation before that point experiences physical life. Mm -hmm. I mean, only the living. Right. You know, and so you go, life is actually the condition to bring about eternal life. And so, of course, possibility Mm -hmm. is always what God is about. Yeah. And I think that we see it so clearly spelled out before us, the battle lines. Mm -hmm. Um, Those are in favor of life 
and life without limit, life without, um, you know, well, only this many lives or only this, you know, that is not God's heart and God's will. Mm -hmm. When we come and we say life itself Mm -hmm. as a gift Mm -hmm. uh, should be, you know, uh, exponentially increased. Yeah. Yeah. And um, God will, God will bring about the answers and the help, you know, that is God's heart and will. And on the other side, well, you know what, under these circumstances, we don't want life or this kind of life is not compatible or this kind of life is not worth living. Mm -hmm. That's not a choice that we can make for others Mm -hmm. with good conscience. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can, people make that choice for themselves and that there is great consequence to that. Uh, But when people make that choice for others, that's theft. I mean, that is, that Mm -hmm. is steal, kill and destroy. That's the enemy's deception working. And I think many people have maybe good hearts uh, and they maybe come from a place of compassion when they try to limit life, Mm. but uh, they're deceived. That's generous of you. Well, (laughs) I think the thing is when you're deceived, you do all kinds of things and you're not even aware of your own motives in the matter. Uh, Deception, the danger of deception uh, is that those who are deceived don't know that they're deceived. It's true. That's the very trick. Yeah. That's the mm-hmm. very nature. And uh, those yep. who have who see clearly, and that's why the Bible calls Christians, in particular in these days that we live in, to be sober-minded, mm-hmm. uh, to to be uh, full of, of, of thought, to be full of faith. When we see things clearly, mm-hmm. uh, we can definitely make great choices mm-hmm. and come into alignment with what God wants. Yeah, that's good. Well, something I'm we're really excited about along this House of Refuge idea um, in life in Washington State is we have planned an event, a life rally coming up in February. So if you have your phone on you or your calendar nearby, open it up to the calendar and look at February 17th and mark on your calendars life rally at Cedar Park Church at 10 a.m. because we are going to gather together just Everyone in the community who wants to come, all are invited, churches, all, all churches, all denominations who want to stand for life. Uh, it's going to be a time of worship and prayer and just encouragement. Uh, we have a guest speaker, Seth Gruber. He's going to be with us. And I'm really excited about that. Just going to inspire us and encourage us. You know, it's good to be a shoulder to shoulder with people who are on the same mission to realize that even here in Washington state, you're not alone. We who stand for life are not alone. And, um, you know, sometimes Washington state feels like Goliath mm. when it comes to the abortion issue. And we just feel like David, but we all know how that story ended. So let's have faith together. Let's agree together and prayer over our state. Um, but directly after our life rally, I want to give a special invitation to pastors or um, pro-life leaders in your congregation to attend a luncheon. And so you do have to register for that, but it's free if you sign up and you can do that. If you go to lifepnw.org under events, you can register for the luncheon. And again, we'll have Jay and I will be there to talk about what it, what it takes to be a house of refuge. You can sign up to be a house of refuge at your church. You can hear more about it from Jared and Beth Burns. They're going to be there from Love Life. And also uh, Seth Gruber is going to join us and just kind of answer any questions. I think it'll be a really important time for pastors and leaders, and we would love to host you. And so we we just want you to sign up. Yeah. And I think uh, I just want to say something to a lot of our friends that might be watching this. Maybe you're not a pastor or a leader or you don't feel influential Hmm. uh, in your congregation. Uh, Can I just say you are influential in your congregation? God's placed you there. And if you're uh, passionately pro-life, that's 
a large part of why God's placed you in yeah. there. And I think that your, uh, your heart and your passion expressed to your pastor and the leaders in your church is important. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to, um, one, I know this, that when people in our church that have passion for certain areas of the gospel being expressed, when they come to me with their passion, um, that's inspiring hmm. and it's empowering as a leader to, uh, to do my job, to equip that believer to do the work of ministry. So a uh, long statement short, here's this. If you're passionately pro-life, would you invite your pastor yeah. to this event? Uh, would you let them know that Sandy and I would love uh, to be able to, to sit down, express our heart about what it means for Cedar Park to be a house of refuge and how it could be a wonderful blessing to your church? So uh, any pastors or leaders that you know, extend the, the link, the invitation. Mm -hmm. uh, we would love uh, to sit down, to, uh, to sit face to face, to be able to express our heart and to see uh, really this exciting, I think one of the most exciting movements that is taking place in the country when <laughs> it comes to pro-life is here in the Pacific Northwest. We're the tip of the spear. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think it's it's awesome to see the pastors and leaders and passionate believers that Jesus is bringing around this cause. So yeah. uh, help us spread the word. And the rally itself that'll precede that on February 17th is going to be exciting. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's going to be a fun thing to be a part of. Honestly, to, to be in a room with people who are pro-life mm -hmm. and excited about that, mm -hmm. there's no better people on the planet, it's so to true. be honest. They're like, yeah. these, are, these are the best people to hang out with, pro-life people. They're yep. the best people. Yep. That's right. So share share this podcast maybe with your pastor um, or other leaders that you know. And like Jay said, just uh, share the information with them. Uh, I'd also love to invite you to uh, subscribe to Life PNW our website. Um, I will be sending out more information about these events coming up. And so it's a great way to not miss out on pro-life events in our area. God is definitely on the move. You know, um, we all have a part to play in being, being advocates for life, being a pro-life state, a pro-life country. Maybe you don't live in Washington state and you're like, Hey, we want to do this in our state. Uh, Love Life has uh, houses of refuge all over the country. And so um, it's not something just for people in Washington state, but God has, God has good stuff for your state too. Our job as image bearers is to bring about blessing for other image bearers. And I think that's such an encouraging statement for all of us. We are all image bearers of God, right? We all bear the image of God. And so our yeah. job as image bearers is to bring blessing and fruitfulness to other image bearers. Yeah. Which there are parts of that that feel like, oh, I could get excited about that mm -hmm. or I could, I could be, uh, I could embrace that, that mm -hmm. vision. You know, I think in particular when we feel the passion to bring value to image bearers that are overlooked, mm -hmm. you know, we go, okay, some, who's going to speak for those that can't or don't speak for themselves? Yeah. You know, it comes to the unborn. Uh, okay, of course we get passionate about that. And those are people created in the image of God. They yeah. bear the image of God. But you know, uh, that does not fall off when somebody rejects the label. There's mm -hmm. lots of people yeah. who hate the statement itself, mm -hmm. who war against the statement, mm -hmm. who want to stifle that statement. Mm -hmm. You know, people who from the outward, they just look so hostile and ugly towards the gospel. Mm -hmm. The irony of is, is that they are also image bearers. Mm -hmm. And uh, part of our job as image bearers who are aware of that is to bring that. And that's what mm -hmm. the dignity of, I think, the pro-life and the pro-gospel yeah. movement yeah. is it elevates even those who are opposed to life in the womb. Mm -hmm. 
that person is an image bearer. Right. And part of why they can't support life in the womb is because they haven't embraced that as an image bearer mm. of themselves. And, and I think that's what the gospel does. The gospel yeah. puts our existence mm-hmm. and the existence of the human family in its right perspective. Yeah. You know, the Bible repeats over and over again that it is in the image of God, mm-hmm. the image of God that he created uh, human beings. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot that we could look at is what does that mean in the image of God? Does it mean we look like God? Does it mean mm-hmm. uh, we think or act like God? It, what it, In essence, you'd say, well, I don't know exactly how to describe that in accurate language, but it means the essence or the image of who God is, he yeah. has placed within us. Yeah. And it's not a physical characteristic. Uh, it is uh, that we reflect the creator. Mm-hmm. We reflect the creator. And um, seeing that as a valuable place mm-hmm. is where we want to speak into other people. Yeah. You know, you're valuable. That's right. You're valuable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're valuable to who? You're valuable to your maker. Mm-hmm. You're valuable to those who love the maker. Yeah. Uh, and you should be valuable to yourself. That's right. And see others in that same reflection. Um that's a, that's an awesome call for every Christian mm-hmm. to embrace. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the bottom line is that God loves his creation. Mm. He loves his children. And sometimes we don't feel lovely or lovable, mm-hmm. but whether or not we feel it doesn't make it true right? or not, you know? And so maybe you find yourself just thinking about, man, I don't even know if I really value myself, mm. if I really love myself. And I think that's something that you should bring to the Lord mm-hmm. and just say, God, I know that your word says I'm made in your image and that you love me, but I don't feel it. So God, help me feel it. Help me to know how precious I am in your sight. Um, and you know, God doesn't love you or me for what we do. He loves us because we're his. Mm. Um, so that's why we believe that even, you know, people who are born paraplegic or they right. have no ability to move or function as a human, uh, they're still just as valuable, you know, as some, a fully functioning human. Yeah. Because our value, again, isn't in what we do, but it's in who we are. It's just we're born with that value. We're born because we are creations of God most high. And um, and it's important to look at each other that way, treat each other that way, mm-hmm. right? This way, hopefully you were raised to, like, be kind to people, share, um pray for one another, do everything in your power to bring about blessing to other people. That's really what all of our life should be in big things and small things. Um, even if you're at the grocery store, just put in that cart, that cart back yeah. <laughs> in the cart drop off versus leaving it in the middle of the parking lot. Right. Cause we're looking out for one another. Yeah. It's respect. <laughs> and you respect trash. people. Why? Yeah. Because you know, cause they're image, image bearers. bearers. Yeah. You know, I think that's the essence of the command to love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. How can you do that? Because you can recognize that both your neighbor and yourself share this thing in common. Yeah. That we bear the same image. Yeah. You know, even if we don't bear anything else in common, you know, we bear the image of God. Yeah. I was thinking also how unique it is. Um, oftentimes we want to advocate for our point of view and to try to bring people into agreement mm-hmm. with that, like mm-hmm. pro-choice, pro-life. And we want to like convince people with arguments and logic which all is good. And I think we should pursue those because the logic and the science and all the information really lends to a pro-life view right. of humanity. But uh, how many people do we know that uh, were far from God when they came to a place where they embraced relationship with Jesus Christ, 
and 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 looking at the gospels their viewpoints on these things began to change mm-hmm. how many people do we yeah. know that we could even just count and, yeah. and begin to tell stories who were pro-choice mm-hmm. maybe even uh in an advocate in that way mm-hmm. you know they were passionate about it that when the lord began to stir their hearts and they began yeah. to come close to god and yeah. they begin and then they finally surrendered their life who are now just 180 degrees flipped and they mm-hmm. see the value mm-hmm. in it mm-hmm. this uh, this represents to us that it's more than just an ideological battle and it's more than just right. like arming people with information. Yeah. It's about the full uh, blessing mm-hmm. of God's image mm-hmm. being recognized. Yeah. And that's really only done like you start out and end every podcast through a personal relationship right. with Jesus Christ. When that happens, mm-hmm. wow, transformation yeah. begins to happen yeah. uh, in everything that's and right. it follows in the right order. Yeah. God has abundant life for all of us, Yeah, but we have to choose it. We have to choose to walk in it and um, proximity to him mm. increases that ability mm-hmm. of course. <laughs> to experience uh, that abundant life that he has for each and every one of us. And it's not about doing all the right things. It's just about just surrendering your life to Christ. And I know that God wants to use you uh, to uh, build his kingdom and to help our world be, see see the gospels, hear the good news of salvation. We know that Jesus is coming back for us. We don't know when we think it's probably soon, but they've thought it was going to be soon for a long time. So who knows? The point is to uh, take advantage of this season that you're on the earth, that God has given you breath in your lungs to, um, to stand for life. And maybe you just need to take a minute and ask God how he wants to use you in this season to stand for life. Um, thank you so much for uh, tuning into today's podcast, um, today's episode of the 1010 podcast. Um, we're going to keep talking about life. And so maybe you have, you want to answer some of those questions we asked you, like, what do you want to hear more about in season two? What did you love about season one? You can send me an email at life at cedarpark.org. You can respond, uh, if, however you're watching YouTube or whatnot, but, uh, Thanks so much for tuning in. We want to take a minute and just maybe say a prayer and ask for God's blessing um, over this podcast. So I will pray for us quickly. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for this time that we've had to uh, just consider you and consider the things you're doing in us and through us. God, we thank you for every listener that you have drawn to this podcast today. I pray that our hearts would be open to receive all that you have for us. I pray that you'd speak clearly to us about how, how precious we are to you, um, that your people would understand that life is precious to you and their life is valuable because they're made in your image, not because of what they do or what we accomplish for you, but just because we are your sons and your daughters. We speak blessing over all of the um, lifers here at the 1010 podcast. And we pray all these things in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. We'll see you next time.